Ty Marbion. Yeah, All of that sounded very skeptical. Oh, it's a, a bad week to be a woman. It's been a really bad week. I think I've had like a shit week at work, like a shit weekend at work. Mm-hmm. And that was just sort of like the the glorious finale to just yeah. a fucking awful week in the world. So what a gorgeous yeah. book, bookmarking of International Women's Day and Mother's Day. Don't. Like, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh. Very um Universe. I will try not to sound super cynical, but yeah, very bittersweet seeing a lot of um very dubious young men posting about how much they love their mums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sunday, I was like, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. We're a bit quiet now. Yeah, we bit. Yeah, a wee bit quiet. Like, a wee bit quiet. Posting a picture of like Marie's, you know, afternoon tea was all fine and well, but we needed to. <laughs> we needed your last week. Yeah. yeah. That was why we needed your your interest. God almighty. So who has seen the film and who's the first time? Have we all seen it before? Is this not a first time for anyone? Hey, I've seen it. I've seen it, yeah. I've seen it before. I, I watched it, it before. First lockdown. And I've just watched clips since, so I didn't Yeah. <laughs> I have maybe watched it about once a week since the first time I saw it <laughs> <laughs> but that's how oh. I watch it to go to sleep sometimes <laughs> why I mean why is that do you think I mean without jumping like straight into it like what is it about it off the top of your head that you just I think you find so soothing it's the light it's the music it's the mm. the line that I'm probably going to get tattooed on me where it's like do you feel do you feel held by him? Does he feel like yeah. home with you? Yeah. That it's that it's it's everything. She uh-huh. is a woman. I Me. love that video. Yeah. Um, I think I sent it to you where it's like edited. The trailer is edited, so it's like a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much of it that visually, it's just like the bright lights and like yeah. her turning and smiling like towards the start and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it is a soothing horror. <laughs> uh, there's nothing thing is I'm not really into horror films and yeah. if I am it's like psychological thrillers because I'm all about like like the brain do you know what I mean mm-hmm. whereas this it's just like it's so I just love things that are like philosophical and you're just like sitting there and it's like yeah all these horrible things are happening but the thing that I'm more most intrigued about is what's going on in their heads well, yeah. I also think as well. See, because it's it's a horror, but it's not like a ghost or oh, an yeah. alien. Like you could imagine yourself in her situation. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to- like as in maybe not the kind of trauma that she's been through, but uh-huh. I mean the idea of like can like gradually roped into something and yeah, it feels kind of believable to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's it's something that when I was first watching this film. Which, by the way, I almost had to leave the cinema mm-hmm. um, about half, about. Wait, wait, before, we, go, before we continue, well, let's just start the podcast so we can include this in it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Started yeah. It. Oh. No, I haven't. Well, no, <laughs> well, we just have this yet, David. We've already yeah. started. I haven't done the introduction, but we'll do that a bit later. But, like, go on, Marnie, tell us your story, and then I'll introduce it. Like, I genuinely like was gripping both armrests and thought I was going to be sick and thought I was going to have to leave at various points in this film because mm-hmm. I, I was actually just so disturbed and like I'm bad with gore so the gory part uh-huh. that that was very fast and it's understandable yeah it just hit me like a train and just mm-hmm. the whole I can't kind of like what you said AD about like you just want to know what's going on in these people he- these people's heads and then thinking like actually this is not some crazy you know alien film scripts like this mm. people cults like this exist and people like this exist which is what really freaks me out I was like mm. this could actually happen you know to someone in the world and probably it probably has it just makes me feel see as well when you're talking about like cults and stuff mm-hmm. like see more towards the start you know when like the people jump from the cliff and whatever and then she, they're obviously horrified and then um they're like no 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 it's nice like you know it's like the end of their life cycle or whatever yeah um it did totally make me think like 
it reminded me, I remember we did this thing in like RME at school and it was like you heard little snippets about like another culture and we were like, oh, that's so weird. And then they were like, no, no, that's just like taking your coat off when you come into someone's house, like pouring a cup of tea. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. They were like, mm-hmm. also, just when you hear something for the first time, it sounds weird. And I remember that like really stuck with me when I watched the film because I was like, mm-hmm. I can see why they think what they're doing is justifiable. And I think no other horror film have I ever felt like that about a like quote baddie yeah it's just like yeah like I was like oh it's just kind of their culture <laughs> which well, doesn't like, justify yeah. the killings but you know when you think oh to them it's just normal like the way we kill a turkey and eat it for Christmas like yeah no very true but yeah. the reason I find it so not disturbing but I like find myself literally not even halfway through the film like maybe a like a quarter into the film I find myself thinking I could probably be part of the Harga. Like I could probably because <laughs> <what> I, mean. <laughs> yeah. like, I like complete like I agree with like not agree with like obviously killing people, but I because that only happens once like not to defend them, but they only do that once every ninety years. <laughs> which is we have worse, we have we have worse rituals here. Do you know what I mean? But it's like I, com- I completely understand them, and then it's just that thing where it's like life our life and that's like one of the main points of the film like our lives right now are so complicated everything's so intertwined everything's on the internet everything's this everything's like so hard like you work so hard to get a job then your job gives you depression and your life gives you depression but not working do you know what I mean like and it's like all this whereas and you think to yourself I could just let it all go and be part of something else which is like what Danny does in the film and she yeah, just wants yeah. to be part of something simpler and bigger, like well, bigger and also than for yourself. Her just to be part of something that actually wants her there. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, all she's got is Christian. And yeah. He's sick. Oh, wait. Yeah. Although, wait, sorry. I know, like, AJ is the one asking questions, but can mm-hmm. I just say, right, as much as Christian is a dick, yeah. how much of a shit situation would that be? I'm sorry, but if you wanted to break up with someone yeah. and then all their family dies. But that is definitely not the right time. I know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's bad, but also for like an anthropology student who, you know, studies human beings and their interactions, it's like you could have made a better call than that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you wanted to break up with her, I'm sure you had like the emotional empathy to do so yeah. before. They've been together for four years and he says at one point that he knew after a year that it wasn't right and I was like, Well then oh. you're just a pussy. I know. So but I'll yeah, quickly introduce the film and then we can yeah. talk more about this. Right? <laughs> so today's yeah. podcast is about Midsummer or Midsummer, however you want to say it. It's a two thousand nineteen mm. film by Ari Aster, who did Hereditary is that the yeah. name of the mm-hmm. I have seen that. I fell asleep. Wasn't yeah. really oh, didn't I? I like the start and then it lost. Yeah. Me. So the film follows mm-hmm. a young woman named Danny. I liked it too. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. It's Sorry. All go right. again. It's all right. For anyone, for, we've all seen it, but for those who haven't, the film follows a young woman named Danny as she goes on a trip to Sweden, um, for a local midsummer festival, and she goes with her her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friends and she's basically trying to escape the recent trauma of her parents and her sister passing away and then she goes on this idyllic retreat to this festival and then it quickly turns into an increasingly concerning (laughs) and (laughs) bizarre event which then uncovers that they're actually like in the hands of a cult is basically the gist of it Mm. so we'll go around each person and you can just give your initial thoughts after first watching it because I've seen it quite a few times Mm -hmm. and I've like the first time I watched it I was like what the fuck and then I watched it again and again and again and now I've gotten to the point now where I watch 20 minute video essays about it and then I go watch it again and then I'm like I need to watch it again so Mm -hmm. let's let's hear go around the table who are we starting with you Grace oh Mwah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So the first time I watched it, I'm glad it was interesting when Marnie was saying about being in the cinema because I'm the same. I'm not good with gore and blood and guts and stuff. Um, but luckily I watched it like in my home. Like me and my sister watched it, and I think 
that really helped because I remember like being really interested in it and really uh, like invested in it. I wasn't really on my phone while I was watching it, which is always a good sign. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end, see when it did start getting sort of more heightened and more intense. I think being in my home and with my sister, like there was bits that we were kind of laughing at it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think that was just the setting we were in. But I, no, I think it was one of those films, like I can see certain flaws in it, but I think I couldn't stop thinking about it after I watched it, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is a really good sign, especially nowadays when you have 101 million different things you could be watching. Like you could be sitting on your phone the whole time so as much as yeah there's parts of it where i'm like oh god that's a bit ridiculous like, oh genuinely like the I, we were on a walk like the day afterwards and we spoke about the film the whole time so yeah mm. really stuck with me yeah definitely mm. what about you marnie yeah um why well, I, I saw it in the cinema and like i said just felt quite ill watching it but yeah, kind of the similar similar sort of um similar sort of experience. I just was completely gripped, and I and I feel like I say this on every episode. I'm like, I'm not a film buff. I don't know anything about films. I I don't know a lot about films, and I I definitely am probably like um the least knowledgeable person. And usually when I watch like on this podcast, and usually when I watch films, it's very hard for me um for my attention to be kept um. But this film, just, I could not look away from the screen. And I, even though I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. And I actually, I don't even, I, I kind of don't even want to watch, but I can't stop watching. It was like a, a car crash. And I think a lot, I think that's why a lot of people really like this film. Or at least if they don't like it, they, people talked a lot about this film and still do. Um, because it just, it makes you feel so uncomfortable. And Hereditary did as well. Um, but Hereditary, I think, had a lot more sort of um, of those sort of like gimmicky horror film, like mm-hmm. shock moments, like when that yeah. wee lassie's head comes oh, off. Yes, yes. <laughs> my God. <laughs> like that, you know, that's like your, that's kind of like your run-of-the-mill, like shock horror um, gimmick. But this film, I was waiting for that and it just didn't give you it. It just got like more yeah. and more uncomfortable. It's quite gradual, and I, Oh, and yeah, like you said, AJ, like the music. I mm. yes, very bizarre that that is a comfort to you, but it's a slow. The thing um, is, it's a slow build. It's a slow build, and I'm. It's the slow build, and I'm com- I don't know why I'm comforted by it. I think it's mm-hmm. just the first time I watched it, right? And you just can you just can all get into my mindset. It was three a.m. <laughs> I was. We're not going to get into why I was in a cupboard. Erin knows. <laughs> I was in a cupboard, right? It was 3am. I was in a cupboard. It was mid-dissertation stress. I hadn't showered in eight days. I was sweating. I was stressed. And I was like, I cannot look at this dissertation. I cannot read the word mm. Orientalism one more time. Mm-hmm. I closed mm. my laptop and I got out, I closed one screen and I got out a different one. And I went, right, I'm going to watch something and I'm going to go to sleep. And then I was looking through Prime and I had seen Midsommar and I'd heard Grace talking about it. And I was like, I need to see this, right? And I was like, is 3am a great time to watch it? It's pitch black and by myself, 3am in a cupboard, <laughs> sweating. I'm like, probably not the best, I've not slept in days, probably not the best headspace to watch it, but I'm going to put it on. I put it on. I watched it, didn't sleep that night, didn't sleep the night after, and all I could think about was this film. And then I had to watch it again yeah. the day after. And I was like, and then I was just sitting there, and it was literally like six o'clock in the morning. It had just finished. The sun was coming up, and I was like, <laughs> what have I just seen? And it was just incredible, <laughs> because I'm just sitting there, pitch black, and the, th- the whole thing's so bright. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, I was just sitting there, like, you can just, and I was just like, immersed completely immersed in it didn't even look at my phone once and then it was all I could think about for days yeah mm. remember AJ the, the next day you were like oh, I watched it and we were in a group chat yeah and yeah we, actually, we had to take just, it just into like our yeah. own chat because we're like we're gonna annoy everyone it was, so, it was just <laughs> there was so much to like unpack but also I know it's actually a really simple story it's so simple, oh, so yeah. simple. but the, yeah. they've weaved so much into yeah. it that you can read it like this is another thing not to be a film person because I never usually am even though I did do it oh, yeah. 
it, you, <laughs> there's so many different ways to read it and there's so yeah. many different ways like it's one of those ones where you can take away your own ending your own thoughts of what you thought it is because literally you could decide in your head oh it was all a dream like do you know what I mean and yeah. it would make sense yeah. it would make sense because there's so much in it that both does and doesn't make sense because literally all she does is for those that haven't seen it she, her her mum dad and sister die in a traumatic like planned suicide group mm-hmm. suicide incident she tries to get away with it by going on holiday with her toxic boyfriend who doesn't actually like her anymore and all of his pals they're all uni wankers they all do anthropology or whatever what is that what they do i don't know yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. all they're all wanting to go see this swedish midsummer festival because they all want to like take in the culture and write about it for their dissertations and all that they go they think it's going to be just like this fun festival where they get to see a different culture and it ends up being a massive cult they all die and it's incredible like it's 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 incredible but yeah i just think there's so much but it's so simple like you said and you know what it is see as a kid well for me personally i remember as a kid watching um Oh, what's uh, the Wicker Man? Not the Nicholas yeah. Cage. Not the Nicholas Cage. Not the Nicholas Cage. Not that <laughs> bomb site, but the um original one. Yeah, I the original. Remember. And I remember, like that was the horror film that properly, like you know, when you get like a feeling in your gut, yeah. and it's like not because there's a ghost or anything. It's just the same thing where it's like mm. a person goes to an island, blah blah, blah and then gets yeah. roped into like a cult, and then he ends up getting sacrificed. Because none I, of the, none of the fears are irrational in yeah, this film. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, yeah, like, I like it evoked the exact same feelings in me, and it kind of was like a weird. I was like, oh my god, yeah, like <laughs> this is the same like not in my stomach kind of feeling. Yeah. Of, I know I said it earlier, but like you could imagine yourself. Uh huh. Like nothing that. is hidden. There's yeah. no like there is surprises, but it's like literally the opening the opening bit of the film. There's a mural that you're shown that literally shows you exactly what's going to happen and then it cuts to Danny and then later on when they first come into the village they're walking past the tapestries hanging up and it's a mural of exactly what's going to happen yeah and it's like you're kept on showing over and over what's going to happen but your brain is like not properly taking it in and then literally plain as day you see those people throw themselves off the cliff and you're literally in, yeah. your, brain, in your head you think oh my god there's some sort of shock surprise but the, the the film hasn't hidden it the whole way leading up to it they're like this is a ritual it's meant to happen like the end of the life cycle but you don't mm. actually think it's going to happen because i think obviously society has programmed us to think that they're not actually going to throw themselves off that cliff in front of everyone and the broad yeah. daylight and then they do it and it's like it's like they weren't trying to hide it but yeah. we've just completely denied it was going to happen and I think that's what's so scary about it because it's not like a ghost in the dark is popping out it's like everything is happening in broad daylight and you just have to like take it in yeah that's a big yeah. like that's definitely I feel like I know it's quite early on, but it is like a kind of turning point that you're mm. like, oh shit. Mm. Okay. We're, not, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, yeah genuinely. <laughs> right, oh Ed, what did you think? Sorry. sorry. No, like, no, 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 no. I wish I saw it in the cinema. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Because um, mm. I was watching it in daylight, which doesn't really work. Because I think a part of it a bit being so bright is to make you feel a bit like as if you have to squint for the whole film before your eyes um and i don't i don't think it was horrible because i was like i watched it today and it was a lovely day outside Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like quite similar like surroundings yeah not as disorientated no exactly like a completely black cinema I think that would be completely different, and the sound would have just like echoed through you. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. my wee TV just like played out of the back like a bad Bluetooth speaker. So, <laughs> um, as much as I enjoyed it, I really do like wish I saw it properly. Because mm-hmm. I think it would completely change it. I feel like mm-hmm. AJ will arrange that for like her birthday or something. Yeah, <laughs> I will. A cinema screening of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Martin's got that projector. We'll just sort it out. Yeah, I should have got. I need to get some wee surround sound speakers. That would just yeah. Erin, if you link me, I'll get the projector sorted out, and we'll right. do. No bother then, hen. And then for my birthday, we'll have everyone, everyone I know, because my birthday's in October, <laughs> so hopefully coronavirus oh, is yeah. over. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god! Apparently, Ariana Grande did a midsummer themed 
like birthday party and they all like dressed up as it. So, oh my god, you know, yes. Well, and she she was the main yeah. yeah. See, when you were saying this is like going back a wee bit, but see, mm. when you were like, oh, well, you're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. I remember reading an like article with Ari Aster, so like the writer director. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, oh, describe the film in a nutshell. And he was like, it's the Wizard of Oz, but per- but for perverts. And I was like, I guess. Oh my God, that is why I like it. I love that. I love that. It's just, but the thing is, it's escapism, but it's like not, you're not escaping into anything that is like, that isn't possible. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I like it. Because it's like this, you can like, you know, and apparently it is based on real life. But you just know in your bones watching Jeez. it that this isn't made up. That there is like yeah. a little field somewhere in Sweden, somewhere hidden where this is happening. And I think that's mm. like one of the things where you're just like, there aren't like this is this has some this is somebody's life. Well, see as well when you said it's based on real life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I read is like ages ago. It was a while ago I read it, but he was like, "Yeah, I was going through a breakup when I wrote it." <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine being the ex. Like <laughs> I could not laugh. You'd be like, yeah. well, <laughs> "Anybody." Anybody? He's Christian though. Men. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking oh, about this recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like men always do this thing where they write. There seems to be a lot of films and books uh-huh. written from men, like about like a breakup. But like the guy is always an arsehole, and it's like just talk to your ex girlfriend and sort yeah. it out. Like why yeah. do I need to read about it? Why do I have to watch your film? <laughs> like you know, they're just sort of like exercising themselves on screen. You're yeah. like, I mean, if that's how you want to get it done, then sure. But it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On, on the topic of men and the toxic relationships in this oh. film, we don't. There's the, the men in this film are horrible. The the American mm-hmm. men in this film are horrible, <laughs> and I think that's obviously part of like the whole point. You're supposed to compare Western culture with this with their culture and realize like how twisted and everything we are now because they're literally just like taking advantage of this culture for their own benefit. And also, mm-hmm. like, obviously, Danny and Christian's relationship is horrible. And, like, my one of the biggest, the bits that I know makes me hate him so much is the bit about her birthday. Where okay, what, 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 what happens again? Because he's, like, Pelly's, like, oh, this gives her a drawing, being, like, oh, happy birthday. Because the day they get there, it's her birthday. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And then... And then Pelly's, like, here's a drawing of you. And in the drawing, she is the May Queen. So, again, foreboding. Um, mm-hmm. and he go and he goes like how come Christian hasn't said anything and and then she was like oh um it's not his fault I forgot to remind him and I was like you right. have been going out for four years mm-hmm. he's brought you on this holiday he didn't want to bring you on just because he feels bad that your parents died and he doesn't even know it's your birthday like yeah. I would, I would have offered to to stab him myself yeah. yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? it's so cr- Or just even, I know it's like a more obvious bit, but is it not the bit where they're like, oh, how long have you been together? Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he oh. gets it wrong, and you're like, oh. He's like, he's like three and a half years, and she goes, it was four years yesterday or something like that. And you're like, like oh. Yep, and you're just like, he's not invested yeah. anymore. Someone's in the doghouse. <laughs> but obviously think- that just helps, because in the end, she chooses to kill him, so deserves yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's like a happy ending. Spoiler sure, alert. But, um, I think alert. I think it's a happy ending. I mean I feel a bit bad for what's their name Simon and yeah Simon and Connie. Connie, like, I feel bad for them because I feel like they didn't deserve it. They had no idea. But then we don't see them before. They could have been wankers too. But all the also, friends, all Christian's friends, deserve to die. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was mm. see Simon and Connie. They're the one plot line that I think kind of annoyed me well because I think it would have been much better just for the kind of cult like to sympathise with the cult a bit more if it was like they were just allowed to leave yeah whereas Mm -hmm. the fact it's like they're like no we're getting out of here we're getting out of here and then it's like you find at the end like yeah yeah, they did did actually get killed I think it would have been so much to just let them to leave yeah yeah if it was like almost the idea of people could come and go but the mm-hmm. fact these like guys and Danny the guys were obviously wanting to stay because they were like wanting to sort of investigate and find yeah. out more so I think it would be more interesting if it was like you could have left at any point 
but you chose mm. to stay. Yeah. I don't know. I just always thought that would have been a much better. Yeah, and all yeah, that also would have made it scarier knowing that yeah. they could have left at any point, but then they sort of chose their own fate by staying yeah, exactly. and then being nosy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like a sorry. Can someone else was saying something? I was no, I wasn't. <laughs> And I hate Skype stresses me out because it's like Zoom. Like I think I'm on a wee bit of a lag, so sometimes I'll say something and then like I'll hear three lines. So sorry, <laughs> sorry lads. <laughs> it is. It's the coronavirus way. It we have no the choice. Coronavirus way. I know. Um, yeah, I think I just think I don't have a lot of like theories about like what this film really means, but I just feel like it's about so many different things. And the most frustrating thing for me, well that's not maybe the correct way to put it but like I just feel like this is such a frustrating film to watch and you're so frustrated for her and she is so frustrated by so many things and it's very claustrophobic to watch because she is just like so frustrated with her boyfriend she's so upset with her family which is understandable and then she's in this place she's like I don't want to fucking be here this is weird and you know she can't leave you know from the beginning I was like not a chance in hell is she getting out of here like maybe they'll do the whole horror movie like run the girl running through the forest yeah. and like making her way out. I highly doubt it. Um, I agree. I think like maybe having um, Simon and Connie actually escape like would have been even more frustrating because yeah. she could have like gone with them and it all could have been fine. But um, I also think it really made this sort of like this distinction between like Danny, who is this very emotional and very vulnerable woman who has like a very clear understanding that like something is not right and yeah. she is very disconcerned dis- disconcerted um, yeah. with this whole thing that's going on but every single man she's surrounded by like her shit boyfriends and his even almost even shittier friends yeah are just yeah, like I completely agree. oblivious <laughs> to her and completely oblivious to everything else like the fact that they're like nah nah let's stay so I can write my dissertation is just the most yeah. frustrating yeah. like plot device ever and it just also, really oh see when it's like they're all like yeah like oh I'm writing my dissertation aren't all their dissertations now going to be on the same thing that yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> like I know yeah. that's not a big plot point but I was just thinking like you're all oh yeah none of yeah. you are gonna have a new good scoop thing because you're all together like ugh. yeah and that actually that actually angered me even more because it was really clear to me in this film that it was portraying to me how oblivious men can be of like violence and threat that women inherently yeah sort of yeah can pick up on because they they're not they might not be threatened by the same sort of um yeah. the same sort of things and i think what really fucked me off um was when you know they're hanging out with this guy, this shitty guy who is her boyfriend. And I know they're his pals and they're meant to, you know, support him. But he's a horrible guy. He's stringing poor Florence Pugh along. Don't know why that's yeah. the case. Because she's literally God's gift to humanity. So <laughs> sorry yeah. about that. And the only, the only time that they ever see him in a bad light is when he sort of decides that he's going to write his dissertation on the same thing. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah, now exactly. you're listening yeah. with me. You're broken bro life. code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, are you just now realising that this guy is a piece of shit? Like, that was even more frustrating. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Whole, oh, the whole film. I think also, um, I think what Aaron was saying about um, not seeing it in a cinema, because like it, like that would have been quite hard because you are sort of blinking as you watch it completely like I actually could not look at the screen because it was just white light in yeah, my face yeah. which was also just bizarre because I, I still couldn't look away even though it was almost painful to watch physically mm-hmm. um I just could not could not look away so yeah sorry I just had to get that off my chest so <laughs> I how much how much the men in this film pissed me off yeah the men in this oh. film are diabolical but I think that's part I think that's part of the the plot movement (laughs) is that all of this is going on and I think as a viewer you just have this overwhelming sense of there's a massive threat but you don't know where it's coming from yet and these men just seem oblivious and I think that's why you're you're it's like one of those things where it's like it's like when you're in a panto and you're like it's behind you like you (laughs) can see 
this threat coming and the boys yeah. are just like oh this is great drugs drinking yeah. you know what I mean they're pure like let's let's take mushrooms and Danny's like oh I'm not sure and then they're like oh come mm. on that'll be fine do you know what I mean and like after she's just lost their like lost their parents and her sister they're like oh no just take the drugs and then she has a bad trip and they're like oh my god that's such a shame and I'm yeah. like where's the concern where's the humanity for the, from these anthropology students <laughs> right so don't have long left we haven't even touched base here <laughs> i feel like i could go on forever what have i got oh, on I, questions? I didn't even right. think i had that much thoughts and it unravels doesn't and it, it unravels <laughs> right i'm just gonna go straight in with the biggest question what do you think the film means and what do you think like because there's obviously loads of different theories about what's actually going on right what do you what do you like i just want everyone's hot takes um well I do make first yeah, go get for some inspiration. Yeah. So <laughs> after watching it and reading and watching many video essays and stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. the biggest like sort of theory or whatever I subscribe to is that it was planned. Like everything was planned. Because I think that's what makes the most sense in my little what, brain. As in even the death situation yeah so basically there's this there's this theory and there's quite a few videos and all that about it that pelly not like and and the cult they like orchestrate the death of danny's parents and sisters because they know like from some sort of passed down cultural like tradition they know that like danny's gonna be the may queen and he's like sent to find her and then Ooh. he finds her and then he orchestrates the death because we never actually get to like we know her sister's got bipolar and all of that yeah but we don't understand like like we don't get to see much of the backstory so i think this is why i think that this makes sense and he's like he orchestrates this to then coerce danny to come join the cult but i think i think that is my favorite one and I do go. I go in and out of it. It's like it's like all my different theories, but I think that makes sense because then, because 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 you just get this overwhelming sense the whole time that Pelly knows what's going to happen. He and he's just sort of nudging them along, like because yeah. like he's just nudging them along because he's like, oh, Danny, like here's this picture of Drew of you. Christian's not a very good boyfriend. And then he's saying to Christian, "My sister fancies you," and he's just like he's <laughs> yeah. like slowly like putting this puzzle together that you get the sense that he's known the whole time that's going to happen. And then it's like when they first get to the, when they first get to the Harga, the main guy, like the main religious figure, cuddles Pelly and then says to everyone, "Welcome, welcome, welcome." But then says to Danny, "Welcome home." And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, that means something. Yeah. I have decided yeah. in my brain that this makes sense. See, so that's my favorite one. See for me. So I <laughs> did. I think it was like end of third year. I was doing an essay on like marketing techniques of A twenty four. So mm-hmm. I think I think Midsummer had either just come out or was just about to come out. Either way, I hadn't mm. seen it. Um, and my basically it was really funny because. Um, the way they marketed it was because A24 always does like funny wee ways to market their stuff and they did a competition to uh, like as part of the online social media marketing was you would win a couples therapy <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like free tickets for the film so that was all I knew about the film before I saw it and mm-hmm. I knew that Ari, uh, Ari Aster had said Again, instead of saying like, oh, it's the, well, he said it's the Wizard of Oz, but for perverts. And he'd also said it's essentially just a perverse breakup movie. Yeah. And I think going into it, knowing that, I just saw it as like, almost like a fairy tale version of, like a, you know how you get fairy tales and it's like, oh, and they ended up happily ever after. It's kind of like what happens after that. So it's still the fairy tale kind of ideals, but just the other side of it all and I thought that was really interesting so it's like yeah and it's again it's like reflective of things you can see in real life and behaviors you can see yeah. in real life. but I just I really like the idea of it being the aftermath of a fairy tale even though it's not <laughs> yeah I, I like not, that but just, I like that you look at it like 
bright lights, beautiful. Like she's the queen. He's he's a bear. Like that whole. So uh-huh. I just really like that whole imagery of it. That's what I took from it. Yeah, that's my hot take. <laughs> okay, Erin, do you want to go next? I think I'd need to watch it again because right now I'm <laughs> face value. Oh, like, you just yeah. Everything that happened happened, and that's it. There is yeah, that me. is true. Everything that did happen did happen. And that was just, and that's cool. And they, and they yeah. left. They were happy. It was great. Nice one. Um, but every review I read, like, said you need to watch it two times. Yeah, I would say like, that also. See anything? Because there was just so much going on, and a lot of the time I was just looking at the background, being like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. And the wallpaper and the weather mm. bits with all the bloody houses and stuff like that. <laughs> um. So I think I'd need to watch it again before I answer that question. Because right yeah. now, nothing happened. Because the thing is, there is so much, <laughs> like like you said, the story's simple, but there's so much going on that you can take it so many different ways. Like, with all the tapestries and the walls, and apparently, yeah. there's like, if you watch, I've only, I've only looked into this a little bit, but apparently if you watch it, and the trees and all of that behind, there's faces of the different characters. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then apparently, like at the end, when Danny becomes the May Queen, her like sister, sister's face is in the trees, like sucking mm. on the pipe that she dies on, and all that. Apparently, I've not not really looked into yeah. that one because that involves more concentration than I have. <laughs> but that's, that's another one that's like important. it's like how, why like like you need to i'm just like wh- where did Ariaster just think this from because mm. of this breakup that's my whole i know thing. that is my theory. <laughs> but why but why did he what did he think how bad was this break i know i know how bad <laughs> like I, d- I don't think i fully understand understood it until you said that Grace. like how must his ex feel Honestly, I know I've said it before, but see if you're the ex, I think you just take it as with a pinch. You'd have to laugh. Like, would you I be able to laugh? Though? I would. This film is so it's so intense. Like the whole yeah. thing is so intense that it must have been some relationship. Do you know what I mean? No. I swear as well. Right, I could be bullshitting here, but I swear he said we broke up. I wrote it. We got back together. But we're not together anymore, and you're like, yeah, probably because she fucking read the script. Oh, <laughs> or saw oh, some pre you, you read this for me. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine if that was you. <laughs> right, Marnie, what's your theory? Um, kind of a wee bit of both yours and Erin's, I guess. Um, I think that Pelly plans to take Danny, but I don't think it's anything to do with like oh she's culturally the May Queen I think that cults prey on vulnerable people um, because they need people who are so sort of desperate and um, in need of like support that that they will literally join a cult to feel that and I think the the um, Wizard of Oz culturally interesting and in how there's like lots of references to home in this like that like quote that you love like oh feel like home to you and I think yeah I think it's just I think it's just about a film I think it's a film about a woman who is just really needing support and does not get it anywhere like it just feels very alone and cut off from the world mm-hmm. but ends up sort of trapped in this what seems like sort of like a perfect you know beautiful commune with you know flower garlands and Gorgeous linen, gorgeous linen clothes. Oh my I god, know, yeah. the outfits in this film were <laughs> stunning. I mean, really, some summer looks in there. Um, <laughs> so you know, so it looks like kind of like this fairy tale. I think, like Grace is saying, um, but it's you know, it's a fucking nightmare. And I think that's, I think I remember reading like, oh, why does she smile at the end? Like she's gone mad. Danny's gone mad. And I was like, she's not gone mad. She's just like. I mean, she's she's definitely been emotionally manipulated and she's probably maybe, you know, something's not gone right there, but um, she pro- she's probably just sort of deranged but kind of feels like she's finally got somewhere yeah. where she's and, sort of loved and accepted. And, and I think that's, like, heartbreaking. I, was, I just see, felt for her so much. See, when you were saying about support as well, like, it is a scene that I can... It's like so kind of iconic from the film. Oh my god, yes! Did you see that that Florence Pugh posted about it the other day? 
So the scene, oh, also, I love that when they're all the girls. So Danny's like breaking down. It's after she sees Christian having sex yeah, with, with the that, other that twelve-year-old. Yeah, and then mm. she comes in and she just like starts breaking down, and then all the girls are sitting around her yeah. and start like wailing with her. And I remember being like, "Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, they're actually supporting her." Like, yeah. and I get like it, the whole thing is in that cult. Like, you know, if someone goes through sadness, we all go through it. If someone goes yeah. through happiness, we all go through it. And I was like, that's what Danny needs. Yeah. yeah that, that is what Danny needs. Like, yeah. so, and then, yeah, her post where she was like, honestly, like, these are the best group of women. Yeah. But also, she yeah. talks about how awkward it must have been. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. They had to, like, obviously, did like 10 takes of them just kneeling on the floor, mm-hmm. screaming, do you know what I mean? And crying and, like, coming out mm-hmm. of every take, like, like actually devastated and I it just must just be so hard like obviously well, I was like, just as hard but that must have been it must hard. have been draining but see if you had something on your mind oh god it would have been cathartic wouldn't it like, yeah <laughs> you'd be probably it's getting cathartic. all out it's just watching it I think oh my god yeah. they like they shout cut and you just you're still going you're just yeah, like, still yeah. crying they're like no 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 you're, you're just <laughs> that's what she says she was like, they yelled cut, but you can't actually get over it. She was like, like yeah. I, went to, I went to bed at night thinking about what I was going to cry about next. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Yeah, that was that was hard to watch. Yeah. That, that brings me nicely onto the next question, which is what's your favourite part of the film and what's the bit that you found the hardest to watch? And that's our final question before I get our ratings. <laughs> So Grace, you go first. Um, okay, the part I found hardest to watch was obviously visually the part where they jump off, like that's oh. kind of a given. But also just the part at the start with Danny when she finds out her sister has yeah committed suicide and killed yeah. the as well, and like for me, like instantly you're on Danny's side, then you're like okay. shit, what is she like? I couldn't even imagine that. So I thought that just kind of because you're on her side, you're having to kind of go through what she's going through. Obviously not yeah. really, but like mentally. And so that just instantly jumping into a film and that's what you're kind of given as an audience. I find that hard. Yeah. Um, but then you do obviously get on board with it. Um, and then I don't think it's my favourite bit, but it was the bit that I sort of really pulled me in and then was like, right, okay, you have to watch this to the end. I think was the bit where it is the elderly people jump from the cliff and mm-hmm. I don't know why <laughs> it's definitely not my favourite bit in the film but yeah, yeah I think that, that just just like completely like takes you into this mindset where you're like these people aren't right but I want to know more but then also yeah. see um, as well I think like you could have a whole discussion on this but there's the whole kind of thing of like ancient ageing populations and stuff yeah assisted like, suicide sort of stuff yeah and I remember, have you ever seen the film Harold and Maud, where it's like, and she is like, oh, I'm gonna pop a pill, mate. Yeah. Like I've I've always wanted, I've had a great life. I've always wanted to. Do that. So see when they're like, oh no, like they've had a great life. Like yeah. that's just like they don't want to be a burden to their family. And I'm like, all right, okay, you're you're sorry. Yeah. I think it was the watching them do it. Oh yeah, it was, was the weird part. Like yeah. for me, that wasn't the weird part of the film like the bad the hard thing to watch for me was the fa- the fact where oh, what am I trying to say when she kept trying to leave and they just kept sort of diverting her and they kept like they were like no come do this no come do that mm-hmm. and it was I was just like no like you're never gonna leave but like them sort of seeing their like spoiler where spoiler alert mangled up faces mm-hmm. their mushed up faces was hard but um yeah that idea I didn't didn't I didn't find too hard to sort of get round. It was more the fact that they all had to watch them do it. Where I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 want to see that. I don't want to see my grand jump. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> oh, well, wait. Also, sorry. Can I mm-hmm. see my favorite part because I found it so weird? Was it like if you guys remember it, I'd be surprised, but the bit where they're just casually talking and then one of the like women is like oh if you want the kids are all watching Austin Powers next week yes and I was you spoke about this before I did not stop laughing because I was like this cult watches Austin Powers yeah 
Yeah, and it's that that like just pulls off. you in. It makes makes them feel almost normal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because then you're like, right, they must have a TV, a laptop. Yeah. Like, but I don't know that uh, connection that to the be... outside world. They've <laughs> actually just got like a wee in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they that's how they practice for the Mayflower dance doing some wee sports. <laughs> right. So, Marnie, what was your favorite bit and the hardest bit to watch for you? Um, I think the first time um when I saw it in the cinema and I saw her um when they took. I think it was mushrooms that they took, and then you see like the amazing effect of like the grass and the um the trees sort of like mm-hmm. pulsating. I've like you you I feel like we've seen that sort of style before in film, and um, mm-hmm. I have never seen it like that. And I remember just I will never forget seeing that for the first time. I was like, oh my god, that is so crazy. Um, yeah, it was just wild. Uh, uh what else did I like? Um. I found, you know what, a lot of the sort of dancing around in the flowers, like, I will say Ariaster a little bit of critique, a little bit boring, like, <laughs> a lot of it, I was like, I get it, they're dancing, there's flowers, like, I understand. Um, I think my, fav- my favourite part was when, I think, uh, the English couple were going and Danny's like, oh, well, let's, like, I, like, I want to go, and they're like, no, 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 they've already gone, like, you can come again when, like, the van comes back or something, and that's when I was like, that van is not coming back and it sort of got the I got like the little jump in my stomach which was like right now we're in it this is like this is like the next sort of um the next sort of stage and I think honestly by the time it got to the end I think that was the hardest part to watch for me just with like the sex and the bear suit and the bodies (laughs) so all of it all of the end yeah just all of the end like (laughs) that at that point I was like oh he's going all in like he has gone full throttle and he's not uh he's not giving up so yeah that was a lot that was a lot to watch but again I think it made it made it what it is okay and Erin yeah I'm the opposite I liked any but the dancing yeah a little breather from the goings on that's why I'd go do we do we jig around a pole? And mm. then as I say, <laughs> uh, the kind of last twenty minutes. That yeah, struggle yeah. with that bit. Um similar to uh, hereditary though. Um it really really ramps it up in that last like section of the film and you don't know Yeah, the third the third the third act, know. they call it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and it, like so I was reading a review and it was like actually Hereditary and Midsummer have a very similar story arc. Yeah. And like the thirds of it are very similar in like length, time and craziness. Mm-hmm. Um they both and there's a lot of like heads and faces involved in both films. I'm not sure what he's been through, but he must have been through a lot. Um yeah. There you go. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I'm trying to think of mine. I think my favourite bit is that bit where, where like, Pelly's clearly trying to graft. And he goes, <laughs> like, why are you with Christian? He's a shite boyfriend. <laughs> like, do you feel held by him? Does he feel, like, home to you? And she's like, he's my boyfriend and I love him. And you can just tell that Pelly's like, just wait till the end of this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and the hardest bit to watch for me, I think, it's all, I've seen it so many times that I'm like, I don't find much of it hard to watch anymore. I think the first, the, the bit with her sister at the start is devastating. And I think that's the hardest bit because that's the most like, real because it's like not in broad daylight and you feel like it's not a dream sequence or anything. Like it's definitely happening and she's definitely devastated. Um, but apart from that, it's seeing Simon splayed out tied up oh, feeling like yeah, a chicken yeah because yeah. that's probably the goriest bit for me i think and on then also like seeing those men from the heart because towards the end i like like the harga and i want to join them and i want to be the <laughs> main queen but then but then the two guys from the harga end up in that um big house that they burned down because they've volunteered and then they burn themselves alive and i'm just like I do want to be part of the Harga, but I also don't want to sacrifice myself every 90 years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. 
So that was that for me. But we do our ratings now. <laughs> I'm going to give it 9.5 because I think that there's always room for improve, improvement and I think that Grace is right that they, should have, they shouldn't have killed off Simon and Connie. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. Grace, you're next. Oh, I think really it's probably like a 7, 8. But like because I know people that have watched it and been like, that was shit. And I get yes. like see every point they say, I get. Like they're like, oh but this happened and I'm like, yes, I do. Well get wait, that. wait, wait, give me a point that they've said, just out of interest, because I would like I would like to know. Um, I feel like suddenly my brain <laughs> has gone blank. But I feel like it is people like people kinda just being like, Oh, it was just ridiculous, like the whole you know when it's like the old woman uh, like Dan like like around the circle naked and stuff like I've heard people being like I just couldn't that like I couldn't take it seriously after that for example um but I think for me personally I think that I've realized as time's kind of gone on that it is like the fact I couldn't stop talking about it or thinking about it yeah even though there was parts of it that was like "Mm, if I was reading that script for the first time I'd have said to change this or whatever um so yeah probably yeah probably nine (laughs) <laughs> so I only boosted it by one point, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, so a nine for me. A nine's not good enough, it seems. Yeah, I was like, hello? <laughs> oh, AJ's on mute. Oh. oh my god, guys, I didn't know I was muted. That was <laughs> I was pure Grace, like, I was stunned. I was, <laughs> I was pure asking you if you would if you had read the script, if you would leave the Austin Powers bit in, and then I thought you were ignoring me. I was like oh. <laughs> I was like to be honest, yeah. I probably would have taken it out because I probably would have read it and gone like what? <laughs> but I do I do love it because yeah. I'm I, I was like, what the fuck? Nope. <laughs> and a nine is great. And yeah. nine is great. I'll 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 take that. I am yeah. Ari Aster and I'll take a nine. Right. Erin, what do you think? I'm gonna say don't kill me. Uh, I, I know still... it's not it's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean it is about a murdering cult, so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say seven point five just yep. because I preferred uh, hereditary. See, maybe I should give Hereditary a chance. Do we think you'd like it? I think you should. Oh, have you not seen it? I, I, I did start watching it, but then I fell asleep. To be honest, the end, I was like, right, this is a bit ridiculous. But the, the start, the whole head thing, I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't tend to like like classically scary horror films. I usually find them quite predictable. But That's I guess it's unraveling is different. I, I wouldn't is say it? Pred- do you know what, AJ? I wouldn't say it's predictable. That almost was the opposite of why I didn't like it. Was because I feel like something kind of got introduced towards the middle end that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like I, for me personally, I just was like, oh, where's that? Right. Go? Maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe okay. I'll give it a go, and I'll let you all know what I okay. thought. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. And then Marnie, what do you think? Um, I think I just don't know and know enough about this film i just don't know i think every time i every time i go to think about this film i'm like what was that like that was just <laughs> yeah wild. and so i almost feel like i i don't have enough information to give like a a good rating for now it, it sits at like an 8.5 yeah, for me just rate it on the first viewing because that's all it does yeah. yes oh well I'd, I'd say a nine um and the one because it, i think it is really clever and i think it's very thoughtful and I, I really like um storylines that are they're quite thoughtful. So um mm-hmm. I think a nine for me taking one off because the discomfort just got a wee bit too much to the point where I was like please please just get to the end please <laughs> yeah. um I can't take it anymore. Um but yeah overall like it's not it's not a film i would watch for comfort but it is definitely what i would watch if someone like if someone was like oh should we watch, what should we watch should we watch Mentor? i'd be like definitely yeah um, it's, it's, it's a film i love to show people i love to be like yeah you know, right. how as I, I like to be like how much time and how much energy do you have to be freaked out today? <laughs> and if they're yeah. like i'm happy to be freaked out I'll be like, right, let's let's watch Midsummer. Because I just think it's just so like it has so it has so many 
like underlying like issues not issues but it talks about so many different things like toxic relationships western society and i'm just Mm -hmm. like it's everything and also nothing at the same time it's just Mm. absolute bullshit most of the time (laughs) and it seems to be that you could watch it so many times and stuff Uh, like i'm not bored of it no yeah no definitely not I want there to be a number two, but then I feel like that always ruins it. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Uh, it's like, you, but you know it's good if you can't stop thinking about it and you want there to be more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you I, just, you just... I could use an extra 20 minutes on the film. <laughs> what would you want to see? What would you want to see, like, more of? I think I would want, like, the middle section to be... Because the thing is, the film, like you, I think when you're watching it, you feel like you're in Danny's shoes. Like you're, it's like you're, tr- like you're trekking through these days with her. And like some days are long because they're on drugs, some days are short. And then when she's doing like the Midsummer Dance, like she's drank that drugged up juice and you're like hot and sweaty and you're, and like everything's going really fast. And I think that, like some of it goes really slow and some of it goes really fast. And I quite enjoyed that. So I think. 20 mm-hmm. extra minutes in the middle just for a little bit more world building would have been great for yeah. me mm-hmm. because I feel like the last the last section like the last third goes so fast and that's obviously part of the, like the end build up like with the sex scene and then the bear and then they're in that thing, and then they set it on fire and then she wins and then she's on a carriage and people are carrying her and all that that all goes so fast so I feel like an extra 20 minutes just before all of those mm-hmm. events occur would just give it like mm-hmm. It would just change the dynamic of the pacing just a little bit. Yeah. But I think the film does have a good pace anyway. I think it... Yeah. Like, you're not bored, but there's some bits where you're like, I'm not bored, but but there's so little happening in the last 10 minutes that I've watched that I anticipate something bad is coming. Mm. But yeah, that, that... And that's my opinion. (laughs) right so now to our news story of the week it's about the oscars let me get my phone because i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) david has sprung this on us today and i don't know anything about the oscars to be fair the only reason i know stuff about the oscars is because every year i put money on that and eurovision every year i have to make sure that i'm like clued up no although to be fair this year i haven't really seen many obviously because of yeah. cinemas not being open but who's your who's your money on grace i don't know because every year i have this inner turmoil of do i go with what the bookies are saying or do i go with what i think's the best and last year what i thought was the best did pay off because i thought parasite was going to win best picture and best yeah. director and it did yeah. but that wasn't bookie's favorite and i won a lot of money from that so, how, much, how much money did you win? Disclose oh, as in, it. Disclose it for the team. Like 60 quid, I think. So yeah. to me, a lot of money. <laughs> Considering yeah. I think I put like three pounds on it. <laughs> that's a that's a, a couple of nights at the GFT has. Oh, yeah. Would you, like, what did the bookies say this year? Like, what were their bets? Oh, I've not checked because I think they normally change after the BAFTAs. Oh, okay. Because, like, depending on what was won Golden Globes and then what's won BAFTAs, uh-huh. they kind of go, oh, shit, right. Um, but the BAFTAs normally prioritise British stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But there's a lot of British actors um, nominated. I think that was, like, yeah. the article that David yeah. sent us um, was saying that. And I think it's been like that for a while. And, um, oh, my God. Hollywood. No. Sorry, I've just read yeah. this. The lassie who's nom like who directed Promising Young Woman, it plays Camilla yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. She also yeah. Did, yeah. She also did season two of uh, Killing Eve. Like she yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Jeez. I love Killing Eve. Oh my yeah. god. I love Call the Midwife. I'm crying. Yeah. Okay, so she's <laughs> my she's my favorite twin. Didn't yeah. even know who she was till about five seconds ago, but here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah it's definitely um it's i think it's gonna be quite an like exciting year because obviously it's the most diverse yeah i would say like, lots of diversity i'm seeing here i'm sure it's something like i don't know if it's including these two women 
but there's only been five women nominated for Best Director. Yeah, I just read that, yeah. So, like, the fact that there's two in one go and that one's Asian is like, mm. what? <laughs> that is insane yeah, for the Oscars. Yeah. Right, so let's see. Actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yun. Yeah, I, haven't I think he's seen... Minari, I think. Yeah, he is for Minari. I haven't seen any of the films. I've heard Manx meant to be good, but I've still not seen it. Hey, that's the only film I've actually seen, to be honest. How was it? Dude, right, I thought it was good. Like, I, I did like it. I can see why someone would like okay. it. But by the time I got to the end of the film, I was like, is that all it's about? <laughs> like, I It literally it. is just how they wrote Citizen Kane. <laughs> and but yeah, I was just about much. to say, what is it about? It, it, is it like gripping or is it just sort of like a, almost like a documentary? Kind yeah. of. I, I don't even know what tone I'd say it was like because nothing that major happens other than it's like yeah. the people he meets that inspires him along the way but I'm making it sound better than it I don't know I can see, <laughs> why, someone like like it. I can see why someone would like it mm-hmm. and I thought Amanda Seyfried was actually really good I love her I've just seen that Sean the Sheep's movie is, is nominated for animated feature and I'm <laughs> as it should be yeah, it's called, called Farmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You're having oh a Oh my gosh. Do you think everyone oh. goes for a piss when those awards get announced? Like, do you think everyone's like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to well, animated, animated feature is usually like, it, like soul and okay. onward are in it. Like, it's usually a big category. But so I just can't, it's usually like Studio Ghibli and all that, and I just can't believe that Sean the Sheep, someone yeah. is, it, must, it must have been a quiet year for the animators. Are we quiet? <laughs> I feel like there is, there is no chance in hell Soul can't win that one. <laughs> I know, I, I know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm just, oh. Well, some, of these, uh, some of these nominations. Yeah, it's weird because I think. I mean, I've not seen a lot of the um, films. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if I've seen any of them. Yeah, um, but usually you like go to the GFT and see these. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's and everything's true. Like, shut. Yeah, everything is shut, and yeah, I suppose that's true. Like Oscar season comes around, and mm-hmm. most people in the UK like the films are just about to come out, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to judge. But um, it, I think it'd be really interesting if um, Chadwick Boseman won won an Oscar like post I can't say that word posthumously. Um oh oh there's oh. people oh. left. No. I haven't but I think Grace might have. Oh no. Actually. It's all right, we're wrapping up. She we're she was up. just she was just upset that I slagged off Sean the Sheep. Yeah she was <laughs> yeah. she was not happy with that. That was a bit of a dramatic exit. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, oh, David's got us to, to comment on it, but it, I just, I haven't seen them, so I can't, I like I can't yeah, comment. Yeah, so David's, to be honest, our comment is no comment. We yeah, haven't, no we comment haven't seen the way. films. We, we do, I do know who some of these actors are, which is surprising for me because I usually don't do names, but I knew, I know who Sasha Baron Cohen is. I love, <laughs> I love Riz Ahmed. I'm interested to see these films after like the oscars has happened but until then i have no information for you david yeah so all i all i know is that i feel like the underdog of the oscars is definitely going to be sean the sheep farmageddon oh absolutely yeah and i think we can all that's something we can all agree on also um actress in a supporting role um glenn close this is her eighth year being nominated she still hasn't won that is ridiculous. That's so, crazy. And even though Olivia Coleman is in the lineup for that, I do kind of hope she gets it just for the sake. It's like a Leonardo DiCaprio moment. She does probably yeah. deserves it. But I do love Olivia Coleman. Again, yeah. I've not seen any of the films, so I can't comment on the performances. I but can I just comment on the fact that I love Olivia Coleman. Yeah, she'd never let mm-hmm. us She's never let us down. Exactly. She's never let us down, that's true. I know. Although... Actually, hot take, hot take for the end of the podcast. Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Coleman has never let us down, but she is not the best depiction of the queen that the crown has seen. It was definitely the first lassie. It was definitely- who is the who is the first 
Claire Foy. Yeah, is that her name? I don't know. The the young queen that she played the younger queen. I think she was better at playing the queen than Olivia Coleman is in the next season. Mm. I just I like Olivia Coleman, but I don't think she just she didn't she didn't the mannerisms weren't quite there and also I think she played it too nice. And I yeah. like with Claire Foy, I like un is that if that's even her name. Yeah. I, um, I like <laughs> whatever I, her name. She was kind of likable, but at the same time I was like, she is the queen, she has a duty, and her duty makes her kind of a cunt. So I like I was like, I understand, but also also I'm not dissing the monarchy on this podcast, you know, God God save the Queen not. <laughs> but anyway, that was my opinion of her. When Olivia Coleman, I think she tried to make the Queen slightly too likable. And I'm like, I don't want to like her because she and she makes bad decisions. Yeah, I only started watching The Crown, um, I don't know what season it was, I think it was the fourth season when it got into like Princess Diana and yeah. Margaret Thatcher, purely yeah. obsessed with Gillian Anderson. Oh, oh my god, so am I, so that's why I started, I started watching yeah. it because of Gillian Anderson and then I backtracked, so I went back. <laughs> I started watching and I was like, Right, that's, okay. That's pretty good. So I went and back and watched sort of like, Yeah, when they were going on sort of like their tour around Africa, which is very yeah. odd to watch. Oh, um, no, I, th- I think uh, I think you're right. I think she did try to play it too nice because, you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, shit, they're going to they're gonna talk about Princess Diana. Like, how, how are they yeah. going to play this? And they just played the Queen as like, not really knowing what was going on. Yeah, but, but I think the reason I didn't like Olivia Coleman's performance that much is because it didn't really add up because Claire Foy in the first one is so matter-of-fact, opinionated, like, decisive and, like, a bit cruel, but in the way she has to be to be the queen. And then you get to Olivia Coleman and she's just a bit wishy-washy and I'm just like, mm. you don't, like the older you get the more decisive you get she wouldn't have backtracked she wouldn't have gotten like yeah like strong opinionated so i just i think that was but then again that could just be different acting styles so i think i think you're into something with that um comment on the crown which is neither a film nor anything david asked us to talk about (laughs) i will end this week's podcast Thank you, everyone, for joining. Grace left because I slagged off Sean the Sheep. Rightfully <laughs> so. so. I, I should Rightfully like. so. So Grace, <laughs> Grace, does, Grace says goodbye from beyond the grave. <laughs> I say goodbye. Everyone else, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 See, see you next time.